Yeah. The little child proof won't cut yourself ones. Oh man. Do you remember those things? They were like oh, yeah. the size of I tried, like I tried to finger. cut myself. It did not work. They don't cut shit. No, things were worthless. I, I tried, I tested it. I was like, how safe are these? And I was just like, ah, come on. Nothing. Not yeah, even a little bit. I don't know how they fuck they cut through paper. It was incredible. It's a uh, it's fucking magic fuckery. Good God. Magic fuckery. Um <laughs> that should be the cold open. Yeah, I was oh. thinking about maybe getting like a pregnancy pillow. Like if you were they're like gigantic and it's pretty much two body pillows that you could just full on wrap around your body. I think That's it's meant to like you. Well, That's I think it's for you. I think it's meant to like help the pregnant lady with the baby and I'm just like I just want something soft around me. I, uh, I mean if not, maybe I'll buy one of those giant teddy bears from Costco. There you go. It's like one of those like carnival size ones. Yeah. I bought I bought actually uh, a Tyler the Creator uh, stuffed animal, and the guy screwed up and sent me twice two of them. Oh, look at you! Let me see that creepy little fucker. It's the Igor version. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of quick. Yeah, I mean he's got the whole like suit where it's like the pink suit with the one red leg and one red. It looks like uh, uh, it looks like the black version of the dude from uh, Despicable Me. The Jason Siegel place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember that character's name. The bad guy in the first one. Uh huh. He also. I don't know if you. I don't know if you watch this very much. You ever watch Kid, Codename Kids Next Door? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That might have. I think. I think that one was more me. I think you were just a little too old for that one. But he looks like. Was it number four? Number four has that blonde hair that covers his eyes. I think I know what you're referring to, but no, I did not watch it. As he was the one. He was the one with the orange hoodie. I aged out. Uh, yeah. Number one was in a red shirt. Number two was the chubby nerdy kid. He looks like Dimitri Petrovich from Backyard Sports. Uh, number three was a little Asian girl who dressed exactly like Ariana Grande. She had a giant, uh, giant sweater. Was her that was her outfit? Number four was the another British kid, I think, uh, in an orange hoodie. And number five was the black girl in the blue hoodie. I don't know why I remember that so well. Yeah, that's weird. I don't remember that show. Ah. Oh, dude, I gotta get my shit together, man. I gotta get my shit together. I need to start eating better. I need to start working out. I went to jujitsu this week. Can't go back. Gotta find another gym that respects COVID rules a little bit more. Um, oh my God. Why haven't I even not said this today? I had to take a lift to work. Uh, I took a lift to work this morning. I get in the car and the guy's like, oh, you work at Chase? Because my mask says Chase on it. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, nice, me too. And he lifts up his mask. And I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, hold on. Why isn't that on your face? And he was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And I was like, it is a big deal. What do you mean? I, and then he had all the windows up. Half of my ride to work was arguing with this man that he should have a mask on or at least put the windows down. Like, don't force me to breathe his air. He's like, ah, you're overreacting. And I was like, no, it's literally the guidelines of your own company. Did you give him a one star? I gave him a one star. I said I filed two complaints on him. And then the next yeah. person who, who brought me home for the day, super nice lady, Debbie. She filed Thanks, all Debbie. the rules. Thanks, I wrote a lift the other day, and the guy had full plastic wrap uh, from the driver's side window. It was like a limo. But like, wow. like a but limo of suffocation, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just plastic wrap across the back, and like, yeah, like I had to speak up extra loud because uh, 
<laughs> speak through the saran wrap. It's hard to talk through. Yeah, fucking saran wrap. Thought you could talk through. No, no. Actually, you could die if you if you put it on your face. So that's that's uh, very true. That's yeah. One time in high school, we wrapped the freshman baseball team's lockers in it. Oh, like I do remember that. we wrapped it like forty times to the point where they had to go get an adult with a knife. <laughs> they opened it up. They couldn't be like, one was scissors weren't going to do it. He was, yeah, those those freaking little-ass Elmer scissors were not going to work out for you. Yeah. The little child-proof won't-cut-yourself ones. Oh, man. Do you remember those things? They were like oh, yeah. the size of I tried, like, I tried to cut myself. It did not work. They don't cut shit. No, things were worthless. I, I tried. I tested it. I was like, how safe are these? And I was just like, Ah, come on, nothing, not yeah. even a little bit. I don't know how they fuck. They cut through paper. It was incredible. It's a uh, it's fucking magic fuckery. Good God, magic fuckery. Um, <laughs> that should be the cold open. Black uh, magic fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode one forty seven of Anime. Yay, the podcast that tries yeah. to talk about education. Mostly we just talk a lot of shit, like about those scissors that you used to use as a kid. You know, the ones that were safe for you, that couldn't cut you. I tried it, I can confirm. Or about TV shows that Nikki watched, but I didn't. Or about losing weight, gaining weight, masks, no masks, saran wrap, can it kill you? The answer, 100%. Yes, uh, it's, it's not surprising. The, you can't breathe with that around your face. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I am your host, Jake Hedles, a.k.a. PJ Tucker in. Uh, my brother from the West Coast. Introduce yourself, sir. Nikki Kiles, aka Wet Ass Popovich. <laughs> I wanted to do PJ Tuck It In, but I didn't know if it was going to be obvious enough. Nah, nah, Tuck Her In is, is pretty good. Damn it. I like it. Damn it. I mean, I get All Tuck right. It In, but Tuck Her In, it just works perfectly with his name. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, um, we're, we're, we're tabless today. Uh, no, his, his daddy is in town. Uh, you think he calls him daddy? Papa? Maybe Papa, father. What's his dad's name? Carl. Carl. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I just. I, hope, I truly hope that his dad's name is Chad. I don't think it's Chad. It's Chad Dad and Chad. Tad Hall and Chad Hall. Ugh. Chad Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but then he he has a brother named Curtis. That's that true. Uh, no, Curtis is his cousin. That's Curtis, Curtis is his cousin. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. his brother's name. We played basketball with him. He whooped our ass. I only know him as Queso. I don't know his first <laughs> name. <laughs> I think his name is Marshall. Uh, Queso Hall. I only know him as Queso. Uh, <laughs> that's his rap name. So what you want me to do? There you uh, go. Perfect. Listeners, if you didn't know, Taz's brother is a rapper and Bang. also is a really good basketball player. We played with him uh, at pickup one time, and he busted, he busted <laughs> everybody's ass. Yeah. Um, they yeah, asked us to never bring him again. They were like, that guy's yeah. too good. Don't ever yeah, do that yeah. to us again. The bar was raised that day, and they were like, listen, man, none of us played past high school. We can't be doing this. Half of us didn't play AAU. A couple of them were like putting in the effort, and they were like, I- I'm going to keep up. But a lot of them were like, this is fucking too much yeah. for me. It was like, I think that was the day that your old boss came to play, too. So it was yeah. like Chris and then Taz's brother. And you and, and my me, and my and old Chris. boss played in college, so it was like right. <laughs> it was like right. two college so ball guys, and then there's a bunch of fat asses who were like, "I guess we'll try." Yeah, I mean, Chris was putting it out. That jumper was wet. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Kid's got a fucking kid coming on the way. Yeah, still wet. Putting the baby to bed. 
I think also that he had told me that that was the first time he played basketball in like three years. That's crazy. Like, I, I could practice for three years and my jumper wouldn't have been that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he when we worked together, he would always tell me like he had a silky jump shot. He had a silky jump shot. He played in college. He hurt his knee. And I was like, of course you did. That's what everybody says. But then he played with us and I was like, oh, fuck, this guy knows what yeah. he's doing. He yeah, cool was legit story. good. Cool story, bro. Um, Welcome back, y'all. The playoffs are underway. They are. Oh, Boy, um, this just in. Nikki and I were talking before the game, before the uh, before the podcast started. Uh, <laughs> the Rockets just mounted a comeback. They were down by twenty when we started this podcast. When we started getting ready to record, it's now one hundred three ninety five. I feel Whoa. like I should put it on TV, but I'm just gonna let it ride. Um, I don't want to be football or some shit. Right yeah, now. and it's halftime. Plus, like, I don't want to be distracted, but I kind of want to be distracted. But I don't want to be distracted. Um. Well, the playoffs are underway. Um, let's start by talking about this Raptors Celtics series, which a couple weeks ago, not a couple weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, we just assumed it was over. They were down 2-0. They looked like shit. And uh, we just assumed, like, hey, the Celtics are, are uh, they're just too overpowering for this Raptors team. Uh, they're just so switchable. They're playing good defense, yada, yada, yada. They're getting scoring from their top three players. And uh, what else are you going to do, you know? And then all of a sudden, the Raptors mounted a comeback, forgot that Nick Nurse was a good M- NBA coach, and here we are after last night's game. We're going into Game 7. Let's break down last night's game, which was very back and forth. Uh, uh, what were your thoughts on the game last night, Nikki? Um, last night's game, I, truly parts of it were kind of boring to me right up until the end, obviously. Um, really oh, sloppy-ass sloppy game. A lot of stupid shit going on. Also, as has been the case literally the entire bubble, the refs fucking need to swallow that uh, that whistle a little bit more until there was a point in time where there was an obvious foul and they swallowed the whistle. And I was like, you guys have been calling shit ticky-tack-ass fouls the whole game. And then was it Kemba Walker who was going to go up for like the game winner? And they didn't give him shit. And I was like, hold on, that was a foul. Yeah, and then like, like a call and then a call for a no call. Or an accidental call, it, and then no, like, it yeah. was. It, they were debating on whether or not they were going to make a call for a jump ball because after I think OG Ananobi got the rebound, two different Celtics players were just like swarming him, or were they going to like give Kyle Lowry the timeout because he was calling the timeout yeah. as Kemba Walker was missing that shot. That like they showed the replay. That ball was still in the air. Kyle Lowry stopped trying to get a rebound. And he was just like timeout, timeout, while he was still in the fucking air. And I was just like, eh, I don't think they can give that to him. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter though because it went in a fucking double overtime, triple, bro. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, triple. Yeah, triple overtime. I forgot about the third one for a second. There. Oh no, 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 no. It was double overtime. It I made was, the joke about triple overtime. It, yeah, I was it afraid it that it was gonna go went overtime. to go triple overtime. I was I think so afraid. They only, what one by one, two, two or three? Actually, I, I didn't remember. I don't remember the final score of the yeah. game, the game six. But I'm very excited for game seven. This has been like surprisingly a very good. Um, it's been a very good fucking series. But like was we said, it started off so poorly. It, I will admit this. I still think the Celtics are going to win game seven. But at the exact same time, I now have just more confidence that the Heat are going to make the finals this year. Because the um, team that seemed like ready to go was the Celtics, and then they've kind of faltered. Even though they won uh, a game after, you know, losing two straight, I don't think it was the best game. 
And I think Toronto, though playing kind of sloppy, has still kind of had their number this whole time. Uh, here's, here's, what, here's what I'll say. Nick Nurse made some really solid coaching decisions. Marcus Gasol was a non-factor in the series. So yes. he replaced his minutes with Serge Ibaka, who has been a very major matchup issue for uh, the Celtics yeah. and Daniel Tice because he can stretch the floor. He's a real offensive threat. Um, he's not super – he's not the defensive threat that we once knew him to be, but that team – they 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 play such good help defense and they were basically just like they were just like baiting the Celtics into shooting low percentage shots a lot of corner threes which at first the Celtics were making a lot of them but then you know you'll give Daniel Tice that corner three every time if that's your choice if that's the yes. only 100%. shot that the Celtics can get you give him that shot every time um it was it was a great team effort they were down early and then just like i mean yo all credit goes to Kyle Lowry and Norm Powell, who played their asses off. Oh, they Kyle Lowry, their fucking like, asses pulled off. Them, pulled them back into contention. Um, just like they, pulled him them back and Pascal played almost 50 minutes or something like that. Um, I think, I think Kyle Lowry played 54 minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, the final score was 125 to 122. So it was a three point victory. Really also, crazy. come back, my ass. The, the Lakers just won. It's 110 to 100. Yeah. Sorry, I, just saw, I just saw the notification. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, um, Kevin the ringer was like a little little uh too little too late too yeah little too, too little late. too late but um yeah the uh um the raptors there was a couple moments where the raptors just like let it go and let the celtics take a big lead and then the celtics just let it go and let the raptors come right back in it and that was most of game six up until like those two overtimes were great those two overtimes were back and forth the whole time that was a blast for me to watch but like i felt like most of the game was like the Celtics going on huge runs and you'd be like, okay, it's over. The Celtics are going to win this game. And then all of a sudden they just like stopped playing. And they're just like, I guess we don't have to do this anymore. Jalen Brown went off in the first half and then he just like for the second half, Kemba Walker didn't do shit the whole game. I think it was like two for five or two for 11 or some shit from the field. Like he did not play well in that uh, game. Let's take a look here. I'm trying to look at it. Yeah. Celtics Raptors box score. Um, but he played like shit. shit yeah, Kemba was rough last night. Kemba only had five points. It was two for yeah. 11 from the field. One two for 11. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like he I mean, he did not do Jalen hooped his ass off. Jason Tatum played well. And the Mark thing, though, was honestly kind of the one that was like playing his ass off on both ends. A lot of Marcus big defense strips. Marcus Smart has been playing his ass off this entire time. He is He is like... I know he's obviously not the actual MVP of that team, but he's like the secondary MVP of that team. Yeah, but he's the heartbeat. That man that. does everything. He, yeah, there that's a smarter way of saying it. He's a heartbeat. That he does everything for that team. He's yeah, I uh I I it's it's gonna be a really interesting game tomorrow. Um I hope I'm in a position to watch it. I'm going to a fucking wedding this weekend. Um you're popular with those weddings. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of friends, man. Uh, we're all in our thirties now. Everybody's getting married. I don't really want to go to this one, but <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sure I'll have fun when I get there, but I've just like been dreading it all week. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope I'm in a position to watch the game tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure I could get the guys to watch it, um, or find a yeah. place to watch it, but nonetheless, yeah. um, I, it's going to be a hotly contested game. I think both teams are going to come out. I want to say this. Although the Western Conference is far more competitive, 
the Eastern Conference, especially the quarterfinals, have been so fun because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they have the three best coaches in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. Yes, Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse, and uh, Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I mean, like hands down, best coach there in is, the NBA. There is no one in the West that was that made the playoffs this year that ha- that the coach was better. That's the caveat, right? Because we don't have Steve Kerr, we don't have Pop. Yeah, like, Pop and Kerr obviously going to be up there. That's why I was like, like, don't get me wrong, I love all the people that are in the West. Like, well, I don't give a fuck. Actually, I said that that's not true. There's a lot of coaches in the West I could give a fuck about, but like Mike D'Antoni's great. I think all three of the guys on the East are better. Uh, was it Frank Vogel? <laughs> I don't really like Frank Vogel. I've always just been whatever for him. Uh, I love Doc Rivers, but he's not as good. Um, and then no, he's not—he's not a tactician. He's a player manager. No, he's a player manager, which is fine. That works sometimes. Uh, but like Spolstra, uh, Brad Stevens, and uh, Nick Nurse, those are like legit tinkerers, and they know how to you know move the lineups around when it would need be something like Budenholzer should probably fucking listen to seeing as he's apparently coming back. Uh, but like, yeah, I, it is, a, it's, if you're a huge fan of basketball, it's a lot of fun watching those games, but I do understand everyone knows that the West is better, but like the coaching styles of those three men, I was talking about with my, my uh, coworker just the other day, I used to give Spolstra so much shit, as everyone did, because he had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. You don't expect anything out of that guy. But that man is a fucking amazing coach, and I don't see him leaving Miami anytime soon. Yeah. He's 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 got a mate over there. Well, going back to the game, going into game seven, man, you know, Siakam has been bad since the bubble started. Just oh, has yeah. not he been good, been good in any series. During the playing games, he has not been good at all. No. Um, I would, it, he's the only, like, it's the only way that they have a chance of beating the Heat is if he gives them something. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they win this game, I think the only way that they win this game is Fred Van Fleet, like, despite the fact that he put up 21, it wasn't an efficient 21. It's three for 13 from three point range. He's not shooting well this series at all in comparison nah. to the way he was playing, Last uh, you know, the series prior. Like, I mean, just dominating folks. Um, they need a Fred Van Fleet game. They need a Pascal Siakam game. And Kyle Lowry has to play better than Kemba Walker again. If they can get those three to do their thing, and Serge can give them the minutes off the bench that they've been getting from him, and Norm Powell, who's been amazing the last two games. Yeah, if you can great. give, if they can get that, they will win. On the other side of that, Tatum and Brown continue to do their thing. If they can continue to get good effort from Marcus Smart, I mean Daniel T- Daniel Thais has been playing really well too. Like I mean, for your center to give you 18, 18 seven and two on nine of eleven shooting in forty seven minutes, like what else do you want? And he plays solid yeah. defense. He's a tough rebounder. Like. Like that's all you can ask for from that guy. Yeah, I will admit that this is a point in time where the Celtics are missing Gordon Hayward. Uh, like I, if Gordon Hayward is in that lineup, I don't even know if if we would be worried about a game seven. I think he would have been able to like stifle and help out enough for the Celtics that were. I I agree. probably would have been done in like six or five. I agree, and I think if OG doesn't hit that shot. Yeah, OG don't hit that. Hit that talking game. about a five game sweep or a five game win by the uh, yeah. By the yeah um, so who you got? To, who you got tomorrow? Not I think I just. I, I think I'm. I'm gonna say the Celtics are gonna win by five. Yeah, I'll tell you this. 
I bet you the Heat are rooting for the Celtics too. Yes, because I think they're a better matchup against the Celtics than they are against the Raptors. I think they have. Well, I shouldn't say that. The it's best matchup, The best matchup in these quarterfinals for the Heat was the Bucks. Yes. Like Boston is probably the most evenly matched to them. Toronto is pretty damn close, but Toronto does have the size that they don't quite have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can give them some Marcus Soul, and then you got to throw somebody like a Myers Leonard or a Kelly Olynyk or, or somebody like that out there. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to give Bam minutes at the five because they've been doing it. They've gone small. That be- that benefits them in the series against the Celtics um, because, like, Daniel Theus has been good, but he's going to have a fucking – He won't be able to keep up Bam at it with Bam. But if, yeah. if the Raptors are throwing Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka and, like, Chris Boucher or anybody else yeah. at him, like, he's – you're going to have some – you're going to have some real trouble – um, if you're the Heat, so uh, yeah. if I'm the Heat, I'm I'm oddly enough I'm rooting for the Celtics. I think from a matchup perspective, they match up pretty well. Yeah, because um, I feel like the combination of Jimmy Andre Iguodala and uh, Jay Crowder, like that's that's going to be good enough for them to go up against Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then you got so many freaking guards that you'll be able to help with scoring and they're good enough on defense to help against Kemba. Like the I mean, heat have a the lot of heater. The heater. Yeah. The heater are solid ish on defense, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, well, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the series in the Eastern conference that we kind of alluded to that has now ended. Uh, the bucks are gone. The yeah. bucks are gone. So they sad. lose the series to the Miami Heat 5-1. They were outmanned from game one. Um, yeah. That game three, I mean, when we when we heard that Giannis wasn't going to play in game five, it was pretty much, uh, I mean, it was pretty much a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Guarantee. That yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I, it was real sad seeing it, but watching this bubble, it all came very clear to me. Giannis needs a consistent scorer with him. And I was also reading a thing that like, Apparently he needs someone to run the pick and roll with because there is nobody in the NBA who has like as good of a uh, pick and roll score as he does. Not a single yeah. big man in the NBA. And it's not yeah. like he's up by a little, like he is leaps and bounds better than every other big man in the NBA in the pick and roll situation, but they don't do it very much because he's usually the pick and roll handler or they don't even fucking call picks. Let me see if I can find the stack. Cause I think I sent it to you guys yesterday. Um, in a in a nutshell, what what Nikki was saying is absolutely right. But Kevin O'Connor tweeted that uh, Giannis has here it is. Yes. Um, Giannis has scored one point four points per roll to the rim over the last two years, but he's only logged one hundred fifty six plays in one hundred thirty five games. By comparison, this season alone, just this season. Demontis Sabonis had 211 and Bam had 161 just this season, yeah. which means that Giannis is just not getting enough rolls to the basket. And when he does get rolls to the basket, he is least horse. Yeah. Um, if he, if he sets a pick and I mean, let, let's be honest at this point, if we're being honest with Giannis, uh, the can do everything on that thing on that team. And I think it's weird that it like, you know, with like, TV, like, you know, fucking sports personalities and all that stuff. They're always like, oh, if he just adds that three. And I'm always like, yeah, that'd be cool. But you know, it'd be better. Another player, because Giannis is already the top scorer, the top rebounder, the top in assists, blocks, steals, 
I he don't think he has the best. He might have the best shooting percentage on that team. I don't know if he has the best, but he might. He's their best help defender. He's their best defender. Period. Asking him to also become like one of their better three point shooters is asking too much from a guy who is clearly just a faster Shaq. He needs his like Kobe ish kind of guy. Yeah, and I don't think Chris Middleton is that. I think Chris Middleton's a third star. I mean, Kobe is like, I mean, you're, you're, you're no, like, I don't actually mean Kobe. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm just saying he needs that like for sure second score because Chris yeah. Middleton's not a for sure second score. He was that one game. He went off once Giannis left the court, but I think he knew if he didn't, they were going home. So he fucking worked his ass off. And then he, yeah. You know, yeah, like, I, I love mean, Chris Middleton, but he is, you remember how Tad was talking? I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Tad was talking about like, stars who he doesn't believe should get those max contracts but they do because there's just not enough superstars in the nba chris milton's one of those players there's plenty of superstars in the nba i don't know what the hell he's talking about there but there's plenty of superstars well, in the i'm NBA. saying like and arguably every team contract. has a superstar yes but i'm not, saying if you're, a, if you're a superstar you get a max contract that's just how it works I know, but they get too much of them out because it, it's a waste of money someone is more willing someone is more deserving of that money on a championship team than chris milton is on a non-championship I, team, I don't know. I just think he just falls off too often. I don't. Yes, I, listen, a- historically speaking, historically speaking, before this playoffs, Chris Middleton was the most consistent player in the last two playoffs that the Bucks had. Like next to Giannis, he was the most consistent player in the playoffs. The person who was the most like just dreadful was Eric Bledsoe. Now. To his, in his defense, he wasn't great during the playoffs, but he also came to the bubble late for a variety of reasons, mostly injury related. So, yeah, I, I'll give him the credit. The Bucks fucked up by giving him money and not giving Malcolm Brogdon money. That was a huge mistake yeah. on their end. Um, I heard something interesting today too. Um, you know, you, you hinted at Bud earlier. Who I don't think Bud is a bad coach. I don't either. I think he's I, a great coach. Somebody, John, Jonathan Sharks of the Ringer was saying. Bud is the type of coach that gets your team from D to B, but probably won't get you to A. Yeah. Because he is indecisive come playoff time. And the fact that going into the quarterfinals, you still had a 10-man rotation and you didn't make adjustments, it's just that is that is not a coach that is ready to win a, a final. Somebody compared him to, to Dwayne Casey. They said he's Dwayne Casey. He's a good coach. He's just not a he's not a finals coach. Yeah, I think there's a difference between a good coach and a winning coach. And I think that's yeah. the sort of situation where yes, Mike Budenholzer is a very good coach because he can turn teams into better than you expected them. But he can't do those little adjustments that you need to win a championship. I hope one day he can cuz I like him a lot, but I I don't I think what would happen, I think, I mean, it's obvious. The Bucs are going to try to get Chris Paul this offseason. They need someone like Chris Paul on that team. They're going to try to do it. They're going to send Eric Bledsoe. I already told you guys, like, Eric Bledsoe, a Lopez, and some picks. Yeah, we'll have to get creative. I think it makes the most sense. They just, they need somebody. So here's what they need. Because one of the things that actually hurt them in the series was, like, um, early in the series, Spo was like, we're not really going to play Kelly Olenek. Or, uh, or Myers Leonard in this series. We're gonna play Bam at the five. We'll play Kelly Olynyk 
in like spot minutes to you know when Brooke Lopez is on the court because we can pull him away from the paint, which is where he's the dominant defender that he was this year. Um, yeah. So we just pull him away from the paint. He can't guard the perimeter. Um, they made that adjustment quick, and frankly, like by putting Bam out there when you rely on Brooke Lopez as much as they do. And, and that's, I mean, he's what their fourth scoring option, maybe their fifth scoring option, depending on who's yeah. out there. Like Miami's letting that, letting him take as many corner threes as he wants. He can shoot 36% from, from the field. doesn't matter. It just, it, it, it boggles my mind that the last two playoffs that Bud just doesn't play Giannis at the five. Like, yeah, that's wrong. Really like he should the, be at the five. The way that basketball is going now is, it's a lot of big man dribble handoffs, kind of like Draymond plays, Bam plays like that for the Heat. Like the big man, like Joakim Noah used to kind of do that for the Bulls. Yeah, he's really the, good. The big man centric, like dribble handoff offenses, are, are that's where the NBA is going. Like there's still a lot of pick and roll, but but even to some extent, like a lot of guys are getting through them, and 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 defenses have kind of adjusted to that. It's it's the yeah. dribble handoff thing that is really kind of the the newer version of that kind of pick and roll, a lot of movement offense. And it just it just it boggles my mind that they don't play Giannis at the five more to, to run those types of offenses. But at the same time, like it would benefit him to have a point guard who has the basketball IQ to run those looks to take the ball when he should take the ball to give give uh, let him keep the ball when he keeps the ball. Like yeah. it's just they need a point guard who can run a pick and roll effectively or run a dribble handoff effectively with Giannis. And like, listen, man, I've really enjoyed Brooke Lopez as their center during the regular season. He's great. I mean, last two seasons, best team in the NBA regular season. Fantastic. Can't win it. You got to make those adjustments, man. I just don't understand it. I also feel like, cause I, again, I already had said it. I think, I think they're going to try to land Chris Paul. And if they do it, I think that's actually a very positive thing for the bucks because there'll be points and times where Budenholzer may not you know do the correct adjustments but chris paul's crazy ass will make sure that things get done like i don't know if it'll lead to a win in a championship but i think him and chris paul would work well together i mean Giannis would be the best player he ever played with yes Giannis would be the best player that's that's saying a lot yeah because he's played with a lot of great players i'm not gonna act like he hasn't but um yeah, I think I think a combination of Chris Paul doing some pick and rolls with Giannis, kick it out to Middleton. It's not bad. Wish it can be bring Brogdon back, but yeah, Brogdon would be nice because if it didn't work out, he becomes a tradable contract. Like that's just the way that NBA salaries work now. Like yeah. like Tobias Harris is likely going to get traded before next season. Yes, like, he's going Most to. Likely. He's got a big contract. Somebody will move a big contract for a big contract. Honestly, he's somebody that like you could probably trade to like Chris Paul literally like sent out his thanks for everything. Oklahoma city video like two days ago, he's leaving like, okay. OKC is blowing this thing up. You think, why do you think Billy Donovan agreed to leave? Like he didn't get fired. It was a mutual split because he doesn't want to rebuild. He doesn't want to rebuild. And OKC is going to be in full rebuild mode. This was a one-year project. They're They're going to get rid of of Chris Paul. Danilo's gone. Yeah, they're going to get rid of Steven Adams. They've got so many draft picks. So many draft picks that they stockpiled. It's crazy. And Um, once they trade all those other pieces, they'll have even more draft picks. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. And with about wildest part is they have all these draft picks and they're going to be building them all around Shea Gilders Alexander, who is like going to be a fucking great player as time goes on. Yeah, he still needs some work. I uh, his his uh his decision making was questionable during the playoffs. Yes, um, he he made a lot of decisions in the playoffs where you're like that is clearly a young man. Like yeah, he I'm, sometimes he would do shit where you're like, oh, that's right, you are a child still. Yeah, you are not. You're not not ready yet. I do want to say one last thing on the bud thing. <clears throat> um, I just I don't understand how you have the two time MVP on your. And we talked about this last week too. Like how Giannis wasn't playing forty minutes a game. Now, granted, he did get hurt, so there's that. Yes. But prior to him getting hurt, how he's not playing forty minutes a game? He topped at like thirty four, thirty five in those games he, before he got yeah, hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like it's crazy to me that he's not playing more. It's just it's it's asinine to me. I'm I'm not shocked that they kept him. Um I I think he's done a lot of good work there. And this is what year four for him, I think. Is or it going on year four? I think he's only done three years and it will be year four. That's what I'm saying. Like this, yeah. I think this will be year four for him coming up. He's been Ooh, he's been know. solid. Like he took them from an eighth from an eighth round or a, an eighth uh, seeded, you know, team to, you know, this best overall team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, Bob, uh, Bob J. This he's only play, he's only coached two seasons. This so will this he did 18, 19, 19, 20. That's it. Oh, so he won. Oh, you're right. You know what he did? He won coach of the year. Yeah, because he was yeah was first, first overall last seed. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, yeah, you kind of have to keep a guy number one overall seed. Uh, both years, you're the best player on your team wins the MVP. Both years, like you're gonna keep that guy. Uh, They're gonna let him finish his contract. I, uh, I have to imagine that the the Bucks are gonna make some moves. They have mm-hmm. to make yeah. some moves. They got. Um, I love him, but they're probably gonna get real Kyle Corvard. They don't. He don't need to be. They don't need well, him he's, anymore. He's, he's, he's older. Man. Yeah, like it's he's, time. It's time. He, he can. He can also probably retire soon. I don't think he will because like he, he should. No, yeah, but he, he should. He needs to retire. But I also he's thirty-seven know, like, already. He's got nothing left to prove. He's played his basketball. He never got yeah, a championship. That sucks. He but go become a coach. Well, we don't know that he has any interest. In I, that, he may but. not want to, but I'm just saying, like, he's definitely capable. Um. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Corver is going to come off the books. I think Robin Lopez is coming off the books. Uh, George Hill, they've got some decisions to make on. Eric Bledsoe, they've got some decisions to make on. Frankly, Chris Middleton, they've got some decisions to make on. Like. They've got to get a number three, somebody who can move the ball in a world where they get Chris Paul and Chris Middleton's your number three. And really he's your number two option on offense, but he's your third best player overall. Yeah. Like that's a bad team. I mean, that's good, not bad, bad, not bad. Yeah, I know what you good yeah. bad, not bad, bad. Like that's a, that's a bad motherfucking team. Like that is a team that if you can keep the core group, you know, you bring back Wes Matthews, you, you, you bring back Brooke yeah. Lopez yeah, Pat Connaughton, Donatin, DiVincenzo. And DiVincenzo had some good games this year. Like, he didn't play much last year, obviously, but this whole season he played good, and I think he had some good moments in the in the, in the the bubble. He was, he was rough against Miami. He was rough against Miami. But, yes, yeah, I agree. Like, Miami, through, but he through had most good. of the season, he was solid. Yeah, and it's, again, One of their better defensive players. Season. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a lot of things they got to do. The good thing for them is that Giannis did come out this week and say that he wants to stay in Milwaukee. So, yeah. You can take that how you want. He wants to plow through the wall. 
if you look at other comparisons over recent seasons, PG never came out and said he wanted to stay in Indiana. KD never said he wanted to stay in OKC. None of these guys came outward and said, "Yeah, uh, the well, only one Kyrie did." Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> he said, "If you'll have me," and all the players sitting on the bench was like, "Bitch, you lying." He's a he's a fake motherfucker, man. He's so anyway, he's, I, I have very conflicting. He's he seems real and fake at the same time. Yeah, he's an enigma of emotions. He really is. Um, let's move on to these other two series, which we can probably move through pretty quickly. Um, oh, as yeah. we mentioned, as LA we is going. Yeah, it's going to be a LA semifinals, no question. Um, yeah. The Nuggets are tired. Jamal Murray's not scoring anymore. Michael Porter wants more shots. Um, Kawhi's Kawhi's at an all time level. Yeah. Um, I want to be clear. I don't, I don't think what Michael anymore. Porter said was crazy. He what he no. said was if the second best cor- scorer on the team is not getting buckets i mean he's sworn by the perimeter yeah you gotta give the ball to somebody else i'm not at all gonna act like he was wrong but i also know for a fact a rookie saying that means rook you about to get a talking to i'm Probably. not like, but also like michael it's not like michael porter jr's all of a sudden just averaged 35 points a game for this team right but he has shown that he can easily he can. easily drop 20 a game he can but i also think if you start giving him the ball more that means he's gonna have to deal with Kawhi and paul more so, That's I don't think then you, then you open I don't it up think Jamal Murray. Like it's it's, a, it's yeah. a, it benefits everybody. Like Jamal Murray is just not getting any shots off right now. No, he can't get shit off right now. I like I didn't think it was that big a deal when he said it, but I get why every one of the players are mad. It's like he's a rookie. You just have to accept it. He's a rookie. If the coach says shut up, rookie, and go sit in the corner, you shut up and go sit in the corner. Unless you're like a LeBron or a Michael or a Kevin Durant. Like yeah, if you're one of these big amazing players that your rookie season are clearly you know, contributing to your team in the playoffs or whatever you guys are doing. I understand being like, Hey, I need the ball more, but he's only played a little bit. And he's he's been their third best scorer throughout the playoffs. He has. I'm not going to act like he's not doing good. I'm not going to, he's not doing good. But I'm saying it's just like, he's the third best, best scoring option and is saying like, give me the ball more. They're not going to listen to him as much as if the first scoring option was like, give me the ball more. Yeah, he's third in line, and he's a rookie. People aren't going to listen to him. I also don't yeah. think giving him the ball more is going to make that team any better. This I mean, they're out, they're out, they're outmatched. They're, they're outmatched. They're tired no as fuck. And the Clippers are getting hot at the right moment. Montrezl Harrell starting to play better. Lou Williams is starting to play a little bit better. Kawhi is at like he's peak Kawhi right now. I mean, um, Kawhi's fucking zoned in. Uh, Marcus Morris is playing good, and he's being his like rough ass self. Paul George is not shooting very well, but he's playing great defense. He played well in game two. I think he dropped like 31 in game two. But yeah, yeah and he honestly, well I'm not even looking at yesterday's game because yesterday's game was sloppy and the shooting oh, percentages were so terrible. Hard. Like it was just a terrible. I didn't even, I like I, I stopped watching after the first half because it was so fucking before boring. the first half was over. I turned to Bob and I was like, I bet you the Clippers win by 13. Let's put a movie on. And I called it, I think. I think I was pretty close. Um, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty on point. Um, let's move on to the Lakers Rockets. Um, as we talked about during the podcast, Lakers won tonight. They're currently up three, one in the series. They're going to win the series. I I don't foresee the Rockets getting another game off of them. Um, um it's a gentleman sweep for both of those series. Fucking yeah. shout out to Rondo though. Rajon Rondo was like, guys, it's playoff time. Let me play. And they're like, go it's, for it's it. It's true, man. Like, I mean, tonight, he again, he was 5 for 8, 11, 10, and 8, 1 for 2 from 3-point range. Like, he just orchestrates the offense when LeBron can't. He's got a exactly. good 
thing going with Anthony Davis. He's sloppy during the regular season, but for whatever it for whatever it is, like playoff Rondo's real, bro. Like he oh, just I, you, I you can rely think, on him not to be a knucklehead. I legitimately think he tries to do stupid things during the regular season because he really doesn't care. But when it becomes like, hey, Rondo, we gotta win now, he's like, Yeah, I can fucking do that. And he locks in. Yep. He can do yeah, it. I mean, Caruso had a good night tonight. He hasn't had a good playoffs. Um, Kuzma continues to be quiet. Yeah, they need like somebody, bro. Like they do got to be the guy, but he, he's been rough. Yeah. Luckily, Marquise Morris, even though tonight he wasn't great, has been fine. Danny Green's been trashed. Like I gotta be honest with you, not super confident about the Lakers going against the Clippers no, right now. I'm, not I'm going Clippers. Clippers in the finals, 100. Um, percent I think I don't feel think, good about the Lakers right now at all. I think both all. the Lakers and Clippers are going to uh, win in five. They're going to get gentlemen sleeps. I got the Celtics winning, but then when we get fi- uh, conference finals, I'm going to give Heat and six, Clippers and seven, and then Heat Clippers in the finals. I'm looking forward to that that Clippers Lakers series, and it's yeah. like we're going to look the back on the date, is- and we're going to be like, why do we bet against LeBron? We're so stupid. Yeah, you can't ever vote bet against LeBron. I did say to my to my. Uh, manager today i was like you know because he's a huge laker fan you know you know he is homer as fuck uh but i was talking to him about it and he was like saying he's like i don't think there's anyone's gonna stop and i was like i mean i if the clippers don't beat him i don't think anyone in the east will and i was like but it would be very fitting for lebron to get his final finals victory against the team that he got his first one with so i was like that'll be perfect it'll be the turn of the decade just like the the Lakers consistently win for some weird reason every, on the turn of the decade. Uh, and then, yeah, they do. Yeah, last uh, 2000, 2010, and then they probably do it now in 2020. It'll be for Kobe, <laughs> like they say. Uh, and then next year, LeBron can fuck off and we can go back to teams I'd rather have winning win. Yeah, I don't know, man. Lakers, but I don't know. It's, uh, I'm leaning because, because here's the thing, like, we could easily look at look back on this at the end of the Western Conference Finals and be like, "Why do we bet against LeBron?" But also, like, yeah. Kawhi has proven over the last two seasons to be one of the most dominant and efficient players in the playoffs. I mean, he yeah. is incredible um, and has been really good against Denver and was really good against Dallas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, going to be a fun like series. Points or something. Oh yeah, I mean, he was he was amazing. I, I think if you probably if you look at it now, he's probably been the best player. Throughout the playoffs, to this oh, throughout the play- yeah, I don't, beginning I don't think anybody's been better than him. No, um, and nobody's really talking about it because there's all these other series that are like seven games here, seven games there. But like yeah. Kawhi's been consistently great the entirety of this playoffs. He is um, everyone's best. He's just great. Um, yeah, I mean, well, last thing that I want to talk about tonight is uh, obviously we talked about Billy Donovan a little bit, so let's just talk about that because I have a couple questions on that. Um, for the listeners, this was a mutual decision. This was not a this was not a Billy Donovan getting fired thing. Um, according to reports, Sam Presti brought some beer over. They sat down on the porch, reminisced about the last five years. Can you, can you, can you believe it was five years ago that he started? I, I didn't even like, didn't even register with me. Yeah. It's been five years. It's also wild to think that it's like, it's been five years of insanity for him. Well, yeah. I mean, he came into a weird situation. It was Katie's last season before he goes to Golden State. Then he's got the Russ MVP season, which basically it's just like, all right, we don't know what this team is going to be, so Russ, just go crazy. Have a good season, man. Have fun. And then they bring in Paul George, and, and then they bring in and, and, and Mello. Then they keep Paul George. Like, it's just, yeah. And then they lose both of them, and he's got to rebuild with Chris Paul. Like, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul drags them into the fifth seed. Yeah, I just like, 
I I know Tad. I wish Tad was here to defend to vent to defend himself, but I know I I don't know that Billy Donovan's a bad coach. I don't know that he's a good coach. I don't know. I was very impressed with the coaching job he did this season. Yes, this season he was great. This was his best think, coaching job thus far. Yeah, this is his best coaching job, and it's so weird to be like, oh yeah, for five years he. We never really got to see how he coached, except for that last season. Yep. Because it was, the original plan was, give the ball to KD unless Russ demands the ball. Right. Then the plan was, give the ball to Russ. And then the plan was, give the ball to Russ and politely ask him to give it to Paul George. Right. Or Carmelo. And then it was just like, all right, Chris, let's have some fun. Like, yeah, I mean, this was like, to your point, this was his first actual coaching job this year. Like he yeah. actually coached this year. They and did this good. team sub- like substantially outperformed expectations. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected them to go to the playoffs and, and let alone finish as the, as the six seed or, or pardon me, as the, as the five seed. That's like, it, yeah. I, I mean, they, they so outperformed and outkicked their coverage this year. Um, he now leaves this Oklahoma city job and I, we already kind of mentioned this before, but like Oklahoma City is going to blow this thing up. Like, yeah, that, that sure. right there, that combined with Chris Paul basically making his goodbye video. <laughs> the best part is, as <laughs> soon as they contract. lost, he was just like, guys, it's been great. What a, what a, what a city, what a team. And they're like, motherfucker, you, ha- you haven't even You're fucking unpacked yet. It's, we're still here in the hotel. He's like, no, 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 no. Nah, thank you You're so much, guys. Point. It's been so nice. I love you all. Goodbye. And they're like, no, 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 no. We still got the playoffs. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. I mean, he did, a lot of people won't, <laughs> the narrative didn't really get spun this way, but like he did the same thing in Houston. He was like, yo, I don't really want to be here. Yeah, uh, like James is not the guy. I don't like playing with him. He and we've seen it. Like he and shrinks in the moments too big. Yeah, he does it all and, the time. I feel like this one specifically through OKC and Chris Paul and like Billy Donovan, and, and I think it's just all of them are understanding. Like, no, 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 this is a young team that's going to get blown up, and it's going to be built through Shea. Shea, congratulations on getting your playoff experience. I'm going to go get money somewhere else and actually try to win a championship. Because yeah. Chris Paul's getting older. So mm. rumors came out this week that the Bulls are interested in Billy Donovan. So I wanted to ask you this question because there's been a lot of coaching, potential coaching uh, 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 rumors, uh, rumored hires. Like Chauncey Billups this week was rumored to Indiana, which was an Ooh. interesting one. Uh, you know, Billy Donovan, people are saying Philadelphia or Chicago or Indiana. A lot of people seem to want Billy Donovan. If you're a head coach, what current open job is the most attractive to you? Current open spot. I know it's the least attractive. Philadelphia seems really not fun for me right now. Maybe. It's amazing. Maybe not. There's parts that you can move with Philly where that actually could work out well ben simmons you know him getting hurt i think is the worst part i'm gonna throw this out there i'm gonna throw this out there sixers hire billy donovan yeah seems like him and chris paul got no no no. they hire billy donovan oh they hire him hire hire, not fire okay sorry they hire billy donovan seems like him and chris paul got along pretty well this year they moved tobias harris's contract 
Matisse Tybel, and a pick for Chris Paul. Chris Paul comes over. So it's and now CP3, you have CP3, uh, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. And then also Al Horford. And who would be there starting two at that point? Because I, I guess, guess I guess Ben Simmons is at the third. Oh yeah, Josh Richardson. Duh. And it doesn't fucking uh, matter. It doesn't fucking yeah, matter. It doesn't anymore. matter if your team is if your team is CP three, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like it doesn't matter who your two and four is. But yeah, I mean that might work out only because like you be the big problem that the Sixers have is they got they have too many big men that like need the ball in order to help contribute to their team. How about this? And you can't do this? that shit anymore. How about this? They hire Billy Donovan. They pick up the phone. And they call Arturis Karnaschovas, our boy here in Chicago. They say, Arturis, congratulations on the new job. I'd like to offer you Ben Simmons for Zach Levine. You probably have to send him something else. Hold on, hold on. I'm just coming. Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen. Our number four pick. Uh, and all we get is Ben Simmons? I'm sorry. Did you just say all we get is Ben Simmons? You heard me, damn it. All I get is very good but can't shoot for shit Ben Simmons? You mean top 15 player in the NBA, first team all defense Ben Simmons? What the fuck are you talking about? Can't shoot for shit. You're getting There's rid of a lot of stuff. He's incredible, bro. You feel, you feel the – you know why he's I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't get rid of the fourth pick is what I'm trying to really put into perspective there he's ben simmons he's a top 15 player in the nba you're not getting him for fucking zach levine and one and laurie marketing you're giving up a first round pick yeah you're giving a first round pick you can have denzel valentine denzel's not coming back he's not even on contract bro oh he's off contract shit we'll sign him and then send him no Uh, you're giving a first round pick if you want ben simmons no do you take that job if you're billy if you're you're billy donovan now i got joel Embiid, tobias zach levine laurie marketing Al Horford. Yeah, and Al Horford, sure. Still have Al Horford on that, that roster. Josh Richardson. Matisse Thibel still on the roster. That's a good three and D Jake guy Melton for you. still on the roster. Yeah. Um four count Kirk Mocks. Like the, Kirk Mox. I'm not I'm not at all gonna act like the Sixers don't have a lot of great players on that team. I just think they have far too many of the same players, so they get screwed when they try to put them all onto the team. Or like onto the court at the same time. That's so I, I understand. Get, I offered you Laurie and Zach Levine because they can stretch the floor. Yeah, and get rid of Ben Simmons. I'm not against it. I'm still just thinking. You wouldn't, of the Bulls you wouldn't want Ben Simmons. If I'm not Chicago? against Ben Simmons. If I'm being honest, I want one more year of Zach Levine to see if he because like Zach Levine could have maybe been considered a most improved player this year. Like he jumped up like five or six points per game i think like he didn't really play he played like fucking i think he played like 27 games last year Maybe I last year. he didn't play enough but i don't know i feel like there's always been something to me about zach levine where i'm just like one one more year and maybe he'll be able to get it but also he's 25 and like other people close to his age are definitely fucking passionate ben simmons is 20 yeah, only- years old yeah, that's very true. Fuck. You don't want Ben Simmons, a first-team yeah. all-defensive, top-15 player. You don't want that guy? Yeah, no, I get it. I get You're it. And we've had, we've had him for crazy. three years. 
You're crazy. You want to give Zach Levine another year when you have an opportunity to get Ben Simmons? Yeah, I get it. Come on. I just Come on. I don't know what it is with Bye, Lori. Bye, Zach. Oh, no, no. My first round pick. I could fuck you about Lori Mark. You could take my next two picks. Go ahead. It's really, it's really funny how in two years we went from being like, Lori's the future to be like, all right, he's another Nikola Meritich. Get the fuck no. out of here. There is literally not one player on the Bulls right now that is untradeable. Not uh, one. Literally, uh, literally not one player. Come on, man. Ryan Archidiakono. He's got heart. Nobody. <laughs> no, yeah. I you, I have no truly the only player I had. No, that's not true. We're keeping Kobe. Kobe, I'll tell you what. I really liked what I saw from him last year. He's not going to be a lead guard. He's probably going to be a six man, which I'm here he'll for. Be six, he'll be a six man. He's, he won't uh, he's tradable. He's, he's very tradable. To, he'll be Lou Will 2.0. Sure. That'd be and that's awesome. He's like, hey, go get us 25 points off the bench. That's and, awesome. And make, yeah, I would have no problem with Kobe doing that. Like, I think I think that is his his ceiling in a sense. Six multiple times, six man of the year, because he'll be able to score. Yeah, and that's great. Um, so we you said Philly. Philly is not the ideal role. Yeah, if I'm, I think about, for me what about Chicago? You want to come to Chicago? Nah. Well, actually, they got new management, so that's fine with me. Truthfully, I think if. I, my and no choice sal- and no salary cap space this year, by the way, no spending this off season. Yeah, no spending this off season. So it's like, oh, great. Uh, no, the one I actually think I would have fun being a part of, Nolens. That's a fun I'd, job. I'd be the coach of the Pelicans. That's a fun job. There is absolutely. They bring back, they bring back Ingram. They got Zion. I don't think JJ is going to come back next year. I, I don't think JJ is going to come back. They got to pay. Holiday. They got to pay Brandon Ingram. Drew Holiday still on contract. Yeah, uh, you know they got Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball. That's cute or whatever. Um, I like. I would, if I'm being honest, I yeah, I would get the, I would get on the Pelicans, and I'd be like, if I can get rid of Lonzo, and get me a different point guard, uh, to help pair with. Because I mean, Brandon Ingram should be running up and down the court with that ball most of the time. Um, he like he he works well with the ball in his hands, so you just got to give it to him. Let him go do him. Have a a guy who could shoot threes better at the point guard yeah. position, and then you know we let Zion go eat for twenty minutes. Like, yeah, like, I mean, people forget that Zion is a really good playmaker too. So you you've got yes, him and Brandon Ingram who are good playmakers. You could probably drum, you know run a lot of dribble handoff with them, a lot of pick and roll. Exactly, you can move 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 the ball through those two. Obviously, they're their best two players. They're the ones going to do all the scoring for you. I think about Indiana. Pal- you don't want to go to Indiana. I don't have any problem with Indiana. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon's in there. Victor Oladipo, Dougie McBuckets, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner's cool. Like, I have no problem with that. But I think for for my money, there's no expectations. Oh, and I forget about TJ Warren. And TJ. <laughs> uh, we'll see if the if he's goes back to being his normal. He'll score 18 points a game much next year. He's good at that. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. It's not terrible. They can help your team out. But um, yeah, I, I think for, for me personally, I think Indiana is too much of a will be a four, five, six seed for the next 15 years, which is not bad, but I don't foresee them hitting that next step unless they move some players around. And the Pelicans, I'd have like three, four years to try to get that team at least into the playoffs. 
as long as I, in three years, get them to the playoffs, they're like, good job. And then if I can get them to like the freaking conference semifinals, oh my God, look at these guys. But then after five years, if we didn't get to the finals, I'd probably lose my job. But yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I think New Orleans is probably the, I, I'd say New Orleans is probably the second most interesting job. I still think Philly is the most interesting. You still really job. want. Well, you here's, you here's really want to do that. You really just want to go to Philly so a bunch of w- drunk white guys can yell at you. That's fine because you know what? If you, you win a championship, they're going to yell that I love you. That's very true. The city of love and they're going to tell you I love you. That's what the they're going to yell. The city okay? of love, the city that destroyed the hitchhiker the hitchhiker robot that hucked batteries at Santa Claus, the city of love. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus, not batteries. No, with batteries inside of them, if I'm not mistaken. No, they didn't. No, this was a different thing. Come I'm on. talking about a different thing. Um, no, they do throw batteries. It's real. Um, no, I still think that Philly's the best job. If I'm if I'm a coaching candidate right now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm taking the Philly job. You still got two of the top 15 players in the NBA on that team. I don't see how you pass that job up. You just got to try to make it work. You push Elton Brand to make some make some moves this offseason, get some shooters, get an actual point guard yeah. uh, who can shoot. Um, yeah. They need a, they need more they need shooting. Team with shooters, man. Yeah. You space the shit out of the floor. You go get them. They're a little bit hampered because of the Tobias Harris contract, which makes me think that they'll try to trade it. Yeah. Um, I don't know Fuck who it. else is out ben there. Ben Simmons but... and Tobias Harris over here. Some no. Chicago. <laughs> Uh, also, that's impo- impossible. We don't have enough. Yeah, in the, world. the reason I laughed was because I typed in Philly BA and it was like Philly batteries thrown, batteries thrown at Santa, Philly's battery Santa Claus. <laughs> I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, and like, apparently, 1999, they threw a bunch of batteries onto the field during an Eagles game and a couple of them hit Santa. Uh, see, so they wasn't thrown at Santa. He just happened to be in the way. He just happened to be in the way of all of those people as they hurled batteries in his general direction. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's no, no, no. They 100% were throwing him at Santa Claus. Oh, boy. Well, uh, on the field. Come on now. We, we wish the best to Billy Donovan. I'm sure you'll find a job. It seems like you've got some suitors. Maybe he takes a year off. Maybe he goes the Thibodeau route and takes a takes a year off and then oh, yeah, walks around. Picks picks from the litter next year when he knows yeah. that the salary caps are up a little bit more. Um, all right. Anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? Um, Lou Will... He freaking now owns any jokes about Lemon Pepper Lou. So now if you crack a joke about Lou William and Lemon Pepper Wings, you have to pay Lou Williams to do such a thing, which I did not know you could legally do. That's wild. Yeah, it is. Really I, is. I guess. I, quick, quick question. Is it genius or petty? Yes. It's genius. It's not I, petty at I, all. It's genius. I don't know. I mean, he fucked up, so he shouldn't be that mad that people are cracking jokes at him fucking up. Um, it's, not like, it's not like they've been that bad at jokes. No, they're not bad at all. He's just like, yo, if you guys are going to fuck with me, guess what? I'm going to make money off of it. So let's have some fun. <laughs> God. Uh, if you could have a dish named after you, what would it be? In this sort if of same I, style as the lemon pepper li- loo. It's just so hard to, so damn hard to freaking rhyme with our last name. Uh, I guess Chila Kila is the obvious well, one. Chila Kila is the obvious one, but yeah. I was thinking like, um, let's see, if I use J, um, boy, oh boy, that's a good one. Uh, uh, uh J Crinkle Cutler fries. No, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, 
I just I just meant what sort of long lines of like a food that you can rhyme with your name in a sense that you would be fine with people selling. I mean, what do I? I mean, Jay. Like, I don't know any foods. I mean, that are- I mean, minor uh, obvious. Nikki's nighttime nachos. Hello. Perfect. Yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou is a great one. It's perfect. It's such a good it's name. Perfect. It's a good nickname. I'm surprised he doesn't have that as a nickname, does he? Lou. I mean, are that's going to be his nickname now. Sweet yeah, Lou's going to be Lemon Pepper Lou forever. Yeah, are you allowed to fucking change look, it look on basketball oh, reference. Oh, dude, it's up there. I, I, yeah. I went to the basketball <laughs> Sweet Lou, Lou Will, Lemon Pepper Lou, and the Underground Goat. I mean, what else we need, dude? He's a also, genius. Man with two girlfriends. Gotta love that. That what is a true. Wild you know man. what? They all know about it, and they all love and each they other. love what each other. Beautiful, like what a beautiful modern romance. I saw someone say, "Like it makes sense." He said, "Like, hey, babe, I'm gonna cheat on you. At least I'm telling you who the woman is." And I was just like, "I, I, I guess if that's how you're putting that." Shout but yeah, it seems me. they Lemon seem to love each other. Both of them are at the bubble right now. Lemon pepper, like you the fucking chain. You're yeah. The fucking you see, Denver only has it. only one person on Denver's team had anybody come to the bubble. <laughs> it was Michael That's Porter Sr. Yes, his dad Michael showed up. Michael Porter Sr. is the only one there. Not even Mike Malone got somebody there. <laughs> um, um, anyway, let's plug and let's wrap up. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. All right. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Help us get the ratings. Make sure and keep stay tuned for next week where we'll cover the playoffs uh, to this point, what's going on, Eastern and Western Conference semifinals. By next week, we'll probably be one or two games in a piece. Should be fun. Go Celtics. Uh, no. Go Raptors. Go Raptors. Um, football starts this Sunday. That's exciting. Everybody wish me good on my uh, – wish me well on my fantasy football season. Did you, did you see – all- One, I can't believe they let fans in the game. It's wild to see that. But two, did you see that they had a, a moment of silence for racial equality and the Kansas City Chiefs fans decided to boo them? I want to be clear. I was watching the game. I don't actually think they were booing because no? – when Kansas City came out, just the Chiefs, nobody else was on the field, just the Chiefs, they made the same exact sound. I think it might have been a chant. I don't know. Mm. Oh, I want to be Yeah, I think it was something like that. Just like, probably not the smartest thing to be like, hey, let's take a moment of silence for racial equality, and you do a racially insensitive chant. Also that, also that, not probably a great call. worse than booing, actually. Uh, yeah, not a great call. Listen, we're all working. We're all, we're all working. We're making improvements. Little by little, day by day. We're trying. Day by day. We're doing our best. Day by day. day. All right. Well, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA, and we're out. Peace.